damas y caballeros, bienvenidos una vez más a su show favorito, podcast de los frijoleros de vainilla, Vanilla Villers. Definitely. Oh, hey, what's going on, Selena? How you what's doing? up, man? I'm sorry, I I'm didn't know what pretty to... good. You know what? Actually, I haven't been doing that good, but it's because I'm sleeping too late and I'm being real lazy and just slovenly and like eating what's... horribly and I gotta... Hold gotta on, are you talking schedule. about my life? Is <laughs> 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 this? I asked you the question. <laughs> I see nothing wrong with what you just said. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to try to be better. So what, you're in a funk or what? Yeah, kind of. I mean, just emotionally because I'm sleeping too late and I'm not exercising like I usually do and I'm eating horribly. It's messing with my with my mood and my hormones and all that kind of stuff. Also, I think I could start my period literally any minute now. <laughs> right now on the table. <laughs> it can happen. That'll be your graffiti. It could happen. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a good time other than the period. Sounds no, like a good that's time. That's about what you do. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And then if you add in drive a truck. That's me. I you say, hey, behind the wheel, a truck. That's eating horribly, not exercising, sleeping late, going to work whenever I that's want. Ball. Yeah, heading out to my people, Torrance, JD, Brandon. We go, we do we go to work whenever we want. That's that's nice. a life. Must I was gonna nice. tell. I wanted to cover something real oh, quick okay. before we bring it out. I'm sorry to cut that out. This is. I know I talked about this last out. night. I know I talked about this last night. But here's okay. So me and the me and this Indian at work, and when I say Indian, I'm talking about you know feather, not the dot kind, right? So, and I think he says he's half Peruvian, so he's in, probably Japanese. He's half Great. Japanese or something from Peru. I don't know how that whole thing goes, okay? I'm not some historian or geologist. I don't know if geologists study rocks or people from Peru. I don't know this stuff, right? But so he's telling me he wanted me to go with him to CrossFit and, and, and for seven minutes. And I'm looking at this other dude, Daniel. I'm like, dude, I wouldn't last seven seconds, man. He's like, no. he just wants to embarrass me. He just wants to laugh. Which you is couldn't fine. even get through the stretches. <laughs> yeah. Keep your toes. No, I'm out. Laying no, down. I'm out. So, so he wants me to go there. And, and this dude, he, he, dude, he says he does CrossFit. And he pays the $89 a month for CrossFit. And my homeboy, my discuss says, dude, they don't even feed you for $89. It's just going there, right? And mm-hmm. and, and and he was telling me he wanted me to go. $89 a month? Yeah. It's in Hobbs, New Mexico, man. That's Shit. crude. Uh, crude oil CrossFit. They're and on Instagram. internet for $89 a month. Dude, so so he goes there. And, and I think he just goes there. I know he just goes there to check out chicks. He's a big old creep. So... He's telling me, I said, you, you, you look sloppy. You, you don't even look like you do CrossFit. I look like I do CrossFit. If you do, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. He says, no, it's seven minutes, and you go there, and you go down. And he says, there was times where I wouldn't get up. And I'm like, shit, I wish you wouldn't got up, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, you're not even that st- I bet you I'm stronger than you. And I, I, I know I'm stronger than him. He's like, all right, we'll prove it. Well, what? So it's a bench press challenge. Oh, bench God. press challenge. So the loser of this, this bench press challenge. Is this about the first time you got a heart attack? <laughs> I haven't had one yet. Not yet. Is this your Jason Momoa <laughs> commercial moment? This is this is this is whatever that is. So the loser has to shave their eyebrows, and I don't I don't give a shit. So is that why you're here with bald eyebrows today? <laughs> we haven't done it yet, but I don't give a shit about shaving my eyebrows. I already shaved my head, and I got a fat round face. Right, so the carpet is gonna match the drapes. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> it's it's a bald carpet. It's it's, okay. it's just a wood, it's, it's a wood floor. So you shave floor. then? 
Just shave my head. I don't care. I'll shave my eyebrows. I don't care. This dude. You shave your carpet. (laughs) Well, I'm calling my carpet my eyebrows. But I do shave my carpet. And that stuff holds a lot of smell in there. That stuff is nasty. That's gross. It's nasty down there, man. But this guy. I right, would imagine. He's, he's a big old creep. And he has he has, he has has trenzas. He has two braids coming down the side of his head, right? And and I said, dude, I can't wait until I beat you, man. Because I can see it now where where the cop's going to ask the woman, ma'am, can you identify the man who raped you? And she's going to be like, yes, he had two trenzas and no eyebrows. How easy is that gonna be to identify? That's pretty. <laughs> Two threads has and no eyebrows. He walked into the safety meeting the other day and he had his hair down. And 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 you know who Danny Trejo is from Machete, Machete, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so I was telling my homeboy, my guy said, "Look, it's Machete," and he sat down <laughs> and I said, "Nah, fuck that. It's more like rape Chete." <laughs> oh God. <laughs> head nod. All right, so head nod to the rape Indian. and also racism. Less than five minutes in. Beautiful. I'm gonna beat that dude. I'm gonna That's beat great. that dude. But if I come with shade, I wish you luck. If I don't, thank you. If I don't, if I, I can probably shape, do more push-ups than the both of you. Honestly, can I do them for my knees? Is that <laughs> girly style? <laughs> I think that's the way he does my CrossFit. I have to do them that way. I did do talking about CrossFit, dude. He's more, more I like I have no cr- upper body strength. It's more like crossbow fit, you know. <laughs> Anywho, well, that's Chris it, CrossFit. man. So I'm looking forward Wear to your this. Pants I'm- backwards. <laughs> uh, sweats, it wouldn't matter. So yeah, I can do that. That's true. But I- I'm I'm gonna beat this dude. I'm gonna beat this dude. I'll keep y'all. I'll keep y'all informed. I'll let y'all know what the well, deal is. Good luck on your, on your fitness test. Are you ready to introduce our guest? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So this week's episode, we have a very special guest. He's a good friend of ours and a great storyteller. Everybody, we have Rafa. What's up? Not much. How you guys doing? Doing good, good man. Doing good, brother. Cool. 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 <laughs> All right. So what's been going on, Rafa? What have you been up to lately? Uh, well, I've been kind of busy writing. To tell you the truth, mm-hmm. I haven't really performed that much lately. You did, but didn't you? Didn't you do the the storytelling show at Two Docs? Correct. That, but that was uh, what is it, a couple of weeks ago. Was how how'd it go? Oh, it went great. I did fantastic. Uh, it was a great audience. Uh, I mean, the whole show was basically uh, catered to my uh, mm-hmm. type of uh, comedy or right or storytelling. That, that was the the whole thing, and um, the theme was sex and drugs. <laughs> so that's again that was tailor cut for me right, right. there. Because that's what you're known for. You're known for 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 telling the story. Oh, yeah. For sex and for drugs. Oh, That's what you on, were dude. known for. Come on. <laughs> come on, man. Also true. What, what story did you tell, bro? Well, uh, there was a, it's a true story, basically. I was molested uh, when I was five. <laughs> Is that the joke? <laughs> uh, well, it, it was. it's not the kind of molestation that you think, oh. basically. Um there was a babysitter who had a beautiful daughter with big tits, and uh, <laughs> and she used to do drugs and shit like that. And mm-hmm. uh, she proceeded to molest me when I was five, and and she shoved her tit right down to my mouth. And uh, but she was pressing me too hard against her tit, and uh, so to me it was more of like a attempt to murder more than a sexual assault. You know what I mean? Hold on, let me put my pants up real quick. Uh, oh, hold on. God. I, I almost died, but I loved it. To tell you the truth, so, uh, <laughs> so that was a good experience being molested at five. In five Definitely. years old, man? Yeah. In Mexican Is years? this a true story? Yeah, it's a true story. Yeah. That really happened to me. Damn. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, like, bother you or anything like that? Is it? Do you no, think it's just I like tell you, I, I, I loved it. Yeah. it. It was great for me. At five, you were still, you were probably still breastfeeding, dude. So you're like, oh, it's, where's it's the milk? It's funny that you mentioned that because it's one of the things that I mentioned also in my comedy that uh, my mom used to breastfeed me until I got my first tooth. 
because she used to be a, I used I'm always being a biter to tell you true that's what she said forget that no more tit for you you're gonna have to drink milk out of a bottle and uh, I still you know it still bothers me because it's not the same you know what I mean it's, it's, just, it's not fair it's not the same oh, it's a it's a good thing that uh, me too wasn't around back then because in Mexico would be what yo también right is that what you're exactamente yo también yo tam- that's that's crazy so I, I've seen you do this. Whenever you first went up at Laugh Hub City, or, or um, whenever I first saw you, you had this, this binder, this book of stories. You still got that that binder? Yes, sir. I got I got it right here with me. Actually, how many stories you got in there, man? Uh, right now, I, I actually checked this morning. I have uh, almost thirty different stories. <laughs> uh, the binder that I mm-hmm. showed you once, that was my first top ten. Yes, it was ten. Yeah, correct. That, that was that was one of my so that was my first goal to tell you the truth to come up with ten good bits uh-huh. and in the first year and actually this is gonna be my second anniversary uh, in comedy basically I started in February two years okay. ago hey congratulations so you, you started you just much. shortly after I started that correct I, I remember yeah. I, that's one of the reasons I'm very happy to be here with both of you guys because you were at the you, you got to see me when I started mm-hmm. at backstage and, and I remember Selena she was still a little nervous getting on stage and stuff like that <laughs> and of course me too and Paul I mean I believe Paul has been uh, uh, for longer uh, on this game but um i remember he didn't like me right away because <laughs> one of the comedians said that we were pulling the oh. one mexican card that <laughs> no no you gotta send something this guy the only terrorist uh what was it adam it was Delpha. adam, adam Telfa, oh, yeah this Telfa. guy he loved he loved my yes, comedy and he, did. he yeah. said he said to paul and i was just right there this guy's a genius genius he called me a well, genius remember, right away. I'm like, wow. I remember wow. the first time you went up, you put up Rapa, uh, Rafa the... The rapist. The yeah. rapist, That yeah. was my first bit ever. Oh. No, I think you put up Rapa, Rafa the reaper. No. Uh, and then you said, actually, it's Rafa the rapist. It was, I set up Caleb with that because yeah. some people have called him like like he was like a... He looked like substitute teacher or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I actually, yeah. when I wrote it down on the paper, I said, you're, you're exactly right. I, can, I almost forgot about that. Yeah. I, I actually yeah. wrote down Rafa the reaper. Mm-hmm. So when he presented me like that, then I corrected him and they said, by the way, it's not Rafa the reaper, it's Rafa the rapist. Yeah, and yeah. you had that little kit, that like your little... You had a mask. Yeah, I, had a, Mexican. I had a mask, a surgical mask. Yeah. I have a black hoodie. I looked like a yeah. rapist. And I also had like a raping kit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I said you were a rape yeah. artist. Because you were doing like this larger kind of political commentary on how Correct, at the time so. whenever you started mm-hmm. is whenever all this stuff was going on about how like all immigrants are, are rapists. All Mexican immigrants are rapists. Hold on, they're not? Correct. In a way we are, yeah. to tell you the truth, because we mix with everybody. We don't care what color you are or, or what do you believe or whatnot. You know what I mean? We mix with everybody. Yeah, definitely. Consent who? Sanchez? Mm-hmm. Hey, so... Are those stories true, Rafa? You got thirty stories. Are they true? Are they? Are they? Are they? 90, or at least they're based in a, truth. A big high, like 98 percent. Uh, they're the true stories. Uh-huh. I I do uh, embezzle a little. Try right, to right. you know um, switch a couple of little things, mm-hmm. little details, almost nothing. But the the true basic stories is is, is real. It, Definitely, the, the, I, I do get a kick out of it. I love to have original material. I even since I started, I stopped watching comedy specials. I don't want to get no inspiration or copy nobody. Right. Or, right. You or, don't want to accidentally sound like no, someone no, no. else. Exactly. Right. I just want something that comes yeah. from me. Uh-huh. Be original. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get nervous or anything whenever you're whenever you're performing? Because from the first time I saw you, you just seemed really confident and like 
You knew who you were right off the bat. No, 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 no. I get nervous every really? single time. No, I shit. get kind of anxious. You get this anxiety yeah. feeling. Uh-huh. Exactamente. Yeah. Just before I'm about to perform, those little things that like the crowd yeah. who was before you, who's going right. after you, and all those little details. And a lot of all the, the little unknowns. Exactly. And a lot of my stuff, uh, I, I utilize music. I, I, I wear outfits that they're related to my storytelling i use props so sometimes uh, the coordination and a lot of things has to kind of come together and synchronize mm-hmm. for for it to to really work the way mm-hmm. i want it the way i plan it sometimes a lot sometimes it happens that my imagination is bigger than my talent sometimes things go <laughs> don't go the right well, way and there's a lot of stuff too. especially because you do storytelling and storytelling isn't something that you can necessarily kind of pull out of your ass like That's storytelling true. is like you have to do a very specific script because this is the way the story happened mm-hmm. especially because like you write more than you perform correct you know like you write 50 yeah. stories and you've maybe performed 20 of those for us just because you're such a strong writer so it's hard to write like when you're writing to account for all the things that you don't know like you mentioned like the crowd who's going before you who's going after you those things are kind of hard to um account for when you're not necessarily yeah correct no you're right about that yeah Definitely. you can't you can't can i i'm gonna interrupt this real quick I, what you said is right because i've seen rafa tell this story it's about the the, the wet dog right the better mojado mm-hmm. right i'm gonna say this i'm gonna put this up for the first time on podcast and this is i i, I don't like when people say he went into a funk right oh my god Rafa just pulled out an entire big bible of 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 what that's so what wait, i have written like, so okay. far so, so when, you, the- when you said that i have right <laughs> that a, i write a yeah. lot yes picture yeah. of that this dude. is like Okay, whenever they first try and, uh, to pass a bill into law, this is how big it is. <laughs> These are my top ten. I still got my folder. That's crazy. He's got Man. Harry Potter fucking manuscript. Harry Potter five <laughs> manuscripts <laughs> up on this table right now. So so I've seen this. I've tell the same story. I'm going to make this as quick as I can. He told this story, Pedro uh, Mojado, and it, it's, it's a funny story. And whenever Rafa told this, you were, you were co-headlining, right? This, mm-hmm. was, at, this was at Tory... What was what's what's the Tory Tory Lane uh, and and Gypsy Jane? They did that open mic over at the Schooner Schooners, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was me, Rafa, Caleb, and Cheryl. We mm-hmm. were there, and there was other open mic, uh, com- poetry people, music people. So I go in there, and I go, I'm one of the first people up. So I go in there, and I tell a joke about the first of all at the front of Schooners. It has a dress code. It says no do rags, no cut off shirts, no bandanas, and something else. And right. I said, wouldn't it be a lot easier if the sign just said no blacks or Mexicans and nothing, man? No. <laughs> I heard Rafa laugh and I heard Caleb laugh. And this place was packed. It was packed. And I go through, I'm saying Cosby jokes, Kanye, live your best life, boom, boom, boom. And I end with the, with the joke I told five times maybe about the sign during the civil rights era that says no dogs, no blacks, no Mexicans. Yeah. And I said, who in the right mind doesn't like dogs right and uh yeah. nothing people had their arms crossed looking at me so i mean i ate it i ate a huge bag of wet dog shit so i go and sit down Alpha's was one of the last <laughs> ones up there right and the people doing poetry stuff but here's the thing when i first walked in and no offense to this girl but she i saw she was wearing monsters inc pajamas and right off the bat i knew oh if God. someone's wearing monsters inc pajamas from here on out i'm turning around and walking out i don't need that kind of shit in my life man <laughs> I don't need that in my life, right? So after that, Rafa gets up, and Rafa has his his his, his dog costume on uh-huh. with the face and the cowboy hat that you made yourself, right? Correct. It is yes. a good costume, and he's up there, and this play Rafa has him. I mean, eating out of his paw, literally. Yeah, but I mean, just paw. sitting across from you, 
if I'm looking at Rafa and I'm looking at you, the person I want to listen to more is going to be Rafa. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so do I. But that's beside the point. So so Rafa's up there and he's telling this one joke. And Rafa says, my favorite rapper, of course, is uh, Snoop, Dogg. Snoop Dogg. And these people fall out of they the chairs. They lost their minds. And I'm sitting right in the middle. Well, he's got the whole thing. He's doing. He's focusing more on his performance and not just being an asshole. I don't care about that at that time. And I'm oh, looking God. at Rafa. I'm sitting right in the middle. He says with packed, tears in his eyes. Packed place, and I have my arms crossed, and I'm looking that off, and I'm throwing some serious hate. I'm like, "Fuck this dude, man! I'm mad <laughs> because this guy is." Killing it! I've never seen Rafa kill like this before. And Rafa, he always has a good. When it, yeah. But this story, these people were. I mean, literally, this one white chick was. She fell out of her chair almost. She had to put her arm down. I'm like, bitch, for real. That 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 is that funny. You're being bitch, dramatic. That funny. And 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 man. And afterwards, I was in a funk for like. And I hate saying funk. For it was like for almost a year. So and you really hit outcast, dude. <laughs> so it's like whenever I started bomb, whenever I get on stage and I would say shit, it wouldn't go well. I started. Everybody to me was wearing monsters Inc. pajamas. I'm like, motherfucker, dude. So instead of picturing people naked, you picture them all in monsters Inc. pajamas. But it works the opposite. That's because like the it's, worst nightmare for you. So this dude, I've seen him, man. This guy at Schooners that day will live in infamy for me. Rafa fucking killed it, man. Well, I remember the first time you did your um, your uh, saxophone music mm-hmm. bit when it, whenever you had that guy up there that was actually playing the saxophone when you were doing yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, and then every time you said um, saxophone music, you do this little like hip thrust. And every time you did that, people were just like falling yeah, out of their seats dude. laughing. That's probably one of my favorite bits that you do. Thank you. I, a lot of people do, I, 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 a lot of people really like that one. That Going back to the show, the Schooners. Yeah. Uh, that was my first feature yeah. presentation. Yeah. Uh, that was the first paid uh, time they paid me. Oh, okay. So, so that okay. was a very special night. I, I was very lucky. I did very great. But it, I, I believe the reason that I did very good was because all the pressure of being the feature comedian. You're right. supposed to be better than anybody else. Uh-huh. They gave me way more time. I had to do two bits to get, put two bits together mm-hmm. in order to do 15 minutes or something like that. And, and it was an amazing night. Now, the first time I did the um, romantic saxophone for music, that was actually a, at a house show uh, at Stephen Feldman's house. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. And that night was awesome. It too. was a great yeah. night. It that was, was a, a fun night. Incredible yes. night. It, it, it was film also. I don't know who has the film for Head not to the Jew, man. That was a good good show. Yeah. Always. So, Rafa, it's... Man, I hated on Rafa for a year straight, man. And I always love uh, (laughs) I hated on I always love Paul. It It makes me look good. Paul (laughs) is, like, raw. I was so pissed off, man. And I told... I was like, I fucking hate you. (laughs) (laughs) He... Because I could... I thought, I mean, I was, there were, there were good jokes, but people were looking at me like, how dare you? You turned the the, the crowd against you right away. Bro. Yeah. You came out too strong, too hard, too yeah, racist. you can't shit too, on the crowd immediately. You, you have to shit on dude. yourself first. <laughs> oh, man, it was, uh, it was good it was stuff, man. Yeah. Hey, Rafa, let me take it back here. Where, tell us where you're originally from, man. I know it's Mexico, but, but where? I was born in a small city called Obregón. Sonora. Sonora is uh, the second uh, biggest state in Mexico and is right underneath Arizona. Mm, and kind of okay. in the midsection. It's kind of like in the same kind of climate and weather and look like Arizona. It's kind of mm-hmm. a desert area. Mm-hmm. That's where I was born. I, I lived there for my first seven years. Mm-hmm. And I love that place. I still got very good memories from it. And then you, 
you moved to another place in Mexico after that? Yeah, for whatever reason, my parents used to move a lot. After uh-huh. my first seven years, uh, right then in Obregón, we moved to a small little town called Tapachula in the state of Chiapas, near Guatemala. Basically, we went from the north part of Mexico mm-hmm. all the way to as hot as you can get. Mm-hmm. The, that Was sounds like delicious. A- <laughs> no, you know Was one of the it- funny things they have? Because siesta is a real thing over there. What is that? Siesta, that's where yeah, everybody nah. goes to sleep during the day. Oh, siesta. Like, Everything yeah, yeah, shuts yeah, yeah, yeah. down, closes. Okay. I heard it, I said it in cartoons, and I always thought that was a bunch of baloney. No, uh-huh. that's real oh, there. So man. there was a, like a huge cultural shock just going from northern Mexico to oh, southern yeah. Mexico? Oh, although they speak Spanish, they use uh-huh. it differently. Uh, they have a different accent. They speak uh-huh. with a different rhythm. Some of the words have different significance. And, and again, I was like in a... To me, it was like so weird to be the only person alive. I thought I was alive. Mm-hmm. The whole town shuts down, dude. There's oh, no cars, there's no nothing. You're the only one on the street looking around like like you're not <laughs> yeah. in a movie set. Like, like what happened? Like the end of the world. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah, like the walk of the dead or some shit like that. Yes. So, so where did your... Do you have a big family? Um, my dad's side of the family is big. My mom's side of the family is not as But big. like as far as siblings and stuff, do you have a lot of siblings or were you... No, it's no? only my sister and me. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So, have, have you always been interested in comedy? And if so, did it start there in, in, in Mexico when it's you were a kid? It's funny you mentioned that. After Tapachula Chiapas, we moved to Guadalajara, mm, which is delicious. the be- second biggest city in Mexico. Mm. Beautiful place. I love Guadalajara. Uh, we lived there for around song. 11 years. <laughs> <laughs> Guadalajara, Guadalajara. Pura tierra mojada. In Guadalajara, I actually started... Uh, just telling jokes and trying to be funny with my friends. Mm-hmm. And then they uh, at a one party, they would, someone would say, Hey, Rafa, why don't you say some of your jokes? So I started saying some jokes before you know. Uh, I was well known for that. So they mm-hmm. asked me to go say jokes yeah. at different parties. And, uh, wow, were, no were shit. Were these like they uh, even hired me for a, for a bachelorette's party? How, how old were, they were you doing stories that? at that point? Or was it just like no, it was just punch? it was jokes that I have heard before uh-huh. from jokes. other people. Oh, okay. Street jokes, exactly. Yeah. And then I'm, I tried to make some of my own and stuff like uh-huh. that. And uh, uh, I was like 15, 16 when I was doing that. I did that for, I don't know, a couple of years. And then I let it go. Uh, and I've always been a fan of comedy, obviously. But, mm-hmm. uh, but, but what? How old were you when you were telling these jokes? Whenever you were you were at these parties doing that, I between I believe it was between fourteen and, no and sixteen. Oh wow! Correct. But so I was in Mexico, kind of an and then I let start. it go, and then I let it go. But then again, comedy in Spanish, I mean, this is so hard. There's no way you can translate. Right. Uh, uh, it's two, di- two different right. languages. Yeah. It's there's very a, very hard to translate. Articles. There's one Spanish language comedian that I know. His name is Manuna. And a lot mm-hmm. of the jokes that he says, I'm like, there's no way this would go over with an American audience yeah. and, or an English-speaking audience just because there's a lot of stuff you can't connect. Correct. So in, in Mexico, I wonder if they're called, since there's not too many streets, would they be called like ranchero jokes or something? Like, oh, God. like a dirt road joke? <laughs> there's streets. <laughs> Where? In real cities in Mexico. Oh, okay. In the big city. <laughs> I got to like, take okay, you there. All right. So Mexico, I mean, it's, it's like the United States, right? So you have places that are like little filled. Dirt roads, abandoned houses, mm-hmm. garbage town. And then you have places like Houston. No offense, also Littlefield. Also garbage, but at least the roads are paved. <laughs> no offense, Littlefield. Snap. No, all offense, Littlefield. Wow. All offense. Man, that's kind of neat, man. I vaguely remember you saying something about that, about you starting off. But after, yeah, but I mean, after you were 15, 16, and you were doing these, like, bachelor parties and stuff like that, did you, when was the next time that you actually performed on, on like, a stage, sort of? I let it go. I, uh... I crossed the border illegally when I was 18, mm-hmm. and I completely forgot everything about comedy. I was just trying to make some money and, right. and, and survive and, yeah. and trying to make things happen. And so I moved to L.A., 
and I did all kinds of jobs and stuff like that. And uh, I didn't reconnect back into comedy until, um, like I said, two years ago in backstage. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a long time then. I'm, and then also you got to understand something. When I think, uh, because my, my first language is Spanish, I think in Spanish first. Uh-huh. So I had to translate yeah. what I think is Spanish yeah. into English. And sometimes, yeah. again, it doesn't really work that well. And you were talking earlier about like the difference in accents between uh, the Spanish you were speaking when you were living in northern Mexico versus the Spanish you were speaking in southern Mexico. Mm -hmm. Which one of those accents or which one of those like speaking styles do you think you carry more with you? It's funny. Um, sometimes when I speak with my cousins from, from the north part of Mexico, before you know, I start copying them and I start sounding yeah. just like them. Yeah. Uh, my accent is not very definite because, again, I have moved mm -hmm. and I have, uh, whatever you move, you start, again, copying um, right. what you see, what you hear, yeah. you, you know, you try to fit in, I guess. And so now my accent, you cannot really tell who, where I'm from. Mm -hmm. I'm you, just, from. you just know I'm not from around here. You right. might get an idea that I'm right. Mexican, but other than that, I'm not exactly from which part of Mexico because, uh, again, my accent is being all over the place. Yeah. I thought you were Puerto Rican whenever I first oh, met you. Puerto Rican or Cuban, well, I remember? I thought he was like Spanish, Spanish, like... Like, like Antonio uh, Banderas? Yeah. Well, I've been told for a Mexican that I'm told because a lot of people yeah, yeah, over yeah, here yeah. in this area, they're used to seeing shorter Mexicans. Mm -hmm. So when they see someone tall, they don't think you're Mexican That's at all. true. That's true. Mm -hmm. you, so a lot of people think you're Spanish? They can think whatever they want. I think yeah. confused. Uh, they thought I was Samoan at one point, oh, actually. But see. this is a funny wow. story. Uh, my immigration officer. Head nod, Jason Momoa. Always. See, my wife and I, we went to this interview with the, mm -hmm. with the immigration and all that. And this lady is staring at me like, you know. And we, we bring paperwork, pictures, you know, mm -hmm. that we bring together yeah. to prove that this is legit and stuff like that. But she's still staring me down like big time. Yeah. And I thought that was part of the deal that her. She's trying to scare me or whatever right. to make me nervous to uh -huh. just so that to break me down and say, No, I'm sorry, this is bullshit. Yeah, no, no, no. At the end, she actually, once she finished the interview and all that, she said, You know, I'm sorry, I had to apologize. You really look just like my boyfriend from, from Hawaii. I'm like, Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, I've been confused many times. That, yeah. I have one of those faces that I've been confused many, many times. So, did you so, take your ukulele with you or did you leave oh it in the car? What what happened? No, because then he would, they would have known that he was a Malawan. <laughs> Samoan. Samoan. Somalian. Somalian. You know. One of the first jokes that I heard you say, uh, well, other than the rape one, was when you you said that you crossed the border illegally like any self-respecting Mexican would. That's hilarious. <laughs> but your wife, if you were doing this interview with, with uh, it's INS? Correct. With your wife, was she already an American citizen, and that's what that's how you got gained your citizenship? Correct. My my wife was uh, born in uh, Brooklyn from uh, Puerto oh, Rican okay. descendants, and uh, yeah, so you, she's I white. Would you call it? Brooklyn? I thought you had just earned. She like, was uh, she was born in Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Uh, okay, okay, she's okay, considered okay. a New Yorker because oh, uh, yeah, 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 her yeah. background is from uh -huh. Puerto Rico. Uh -huh. huh. Do you feel like there's a lot of similarities between like a uh, like a Mexican upbringing, a Puerto Rican upbringing, or no? Was she brought up no, in a mainly all. Puerto Rican? No, at no. all. There's right. a lot right. of difference. Yeah, the that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, Puerto Rico's a giant floating tumbleweed. <laughs> They're so proud of that floating tumbleweed. I went over there, man. It's like, it's like, it's nothing but okay. So if you go out here, like towards Hobbs on the desert area, and there's a bunch of tumbleweeds. That's what Puerto Rico is. Just an island on it. The only nice part is San Juan. In San Juan, they mix up the names. Puerto Rico was supposed to be called uh, San Juan, and then San Juan was supposed to be called Puerto Rico, right? The rich, the 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 the, the rich port. I was not aware of that. Yeah, well, I'm. 
Well, I'm not you Puerto Rican. You study that kind of... Oh, no. You do look Puerto Rican, though. Well, my grandma, my great... I'm not proud of this, dude, but my great, oh, great grandma is... You, you, there's Puerto a lot Rican. of things you're not proud of, but you got to be honest. But I'm still... There's pro- other things you shouldn't be proud of that you are proud of. Let's <laughs> but be honest. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a Lubbock Mexican. I'm a fake Mexican everywhere mm-hmm. else, but I'm Lubbock Mexican. So, but that's that, that was that's what I found out about San Juan, about... Uh, and I say Puerto Rico, like um, because I'm from Lubbock. I don't say Puerto Rico because Puerto I'm a fake Rico. Mexican. So no offense, dinner. no offense. Yes, maybe maybe Rafa, you should take offense then. Maybe <laughs> take, take offense to me okay, and Selena but, in here. But uh, growing up in Mexico, were there a lot of Mexican me- Mexican comedians that you were following and stuff like that, or was it like uh, you would see American comedy in Mexico? Like no, my, my first encounter always was was uh, with Mexican comedy back uh-huh. in the days uh, when I was a kid. Uh, the comedy was very clean, very oh, clean. Okay. Okay. But then there's some. Uh, as I was uh, getting to be a teenager, there was some guys who coming out with saying bad words and stuff. And, and all the teenagers, all the kids of my age, yeah. we loved it. We yeah. went bananas for yeah. it, and we couldn't. We couldn't have enough of that. Yeah, we really like it. Was it bananas or plantains for it? What was? Uh... No, plantains Puerto Rican. You see, you are the Puerto Rican. I, I love Paul. Uh, I know that Sabalincan uh, is gonna be. Tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I brought you a present. Uh, oh, this is for snap. You. There's a box. Let me see oh, this. Did you bring me something? Of course. Hold on one second. What did he get? What? My favorite I, color I is know money. That, I know that he was in the in the military. and uh, It's, 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 uh, it's no like a way, dog tag. Dude, are what you is serious? It? Let me see. Yes. And, uh, and it has uh, a prayer also. Dang, man. Thank you, That is bro. so sweet. Nobody's brought us anything to the podcast before. Wow. I was kind of wondering. I was like, I wonder if he's going to bring us something because I know it's like kind of a cultural thing to when somebody invites you to their home, you bring right. them something. Mm-hmm. I bring them bad tidings. You see the prayer? Because he needs Jesus. You know of that. Yes, I do. Really I love Jesus, Jesus man. That's and so he's sweet. very proud of his country. Oh, and being it says Mason on it. Uh-huh. That's my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> You're Mason praying for Smith. your boyfriend, Mason. I'm, thank thank That's you, so man. Nice. No problem, bro. And I got That's something helpful. for Selena first. This is uh, again, is it money? That's my favorite. <laughs> no, nah, it's not. But uh, a lot of people don't know, but uh, some people do. That I, I always had a thing for Selena, even before she got engaged and all that. Check that out, Paul. Oh, it's a microphone. It's a microphone. That is nice. Dude. I love bling. that. I'm gonna wear this. On... It's a bling microphone. Is it's it kind of like your necklace? Yeah, it's kind of. I kind of. Like yeah, I was looking at that earlier. I was like, I think that's a microphone. I'll wear this whenever I do stand up. That's so there sweet. You go. I'm gonna wear this all the time. But thank I, you so I, much. Thank you, man. The only thing I have no for problem. you are insults, bro. Oh, <laughs> well, you got more. Than I mean, I offered to buy you drinks earlier, but you didn't want that. So. I offered you this mineral water, but thanks, man. I'm gonna. That's I'm nice. gonna wear this, man. How sweet. Thank you very no much, bro. You set a new standard for all of our guests. Now they must all bring us. Have to bring something. <laughs> they have to, or you I know, take, you're not going to be on the show. I take back one of the things I said about you, man. One of the things I said about you. I take back one month of hate that I was throwing your way after just you. Just one years. month, though. I was loving it. I still got the eleven year, the eleven months. I'm still packing that away. So you were talking about the the, the comedy, and where did you hear this comedy over there in in Mexico? Was it like on the radio or on the TV, or was it like your friends that had like a cool uncle that would show them stuff? Funny that you mentioned that. When I was a, a little kid, um, back in the days, it was um, very little TV, to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a lot of radio shows. So I used to hear a, a guy who is actually, he was Cuban, uh-huh. and his name was Tres Patines. And he was hysterical. He was, uh, he was incredible. It used to be called La... La Corte y Tres Patines, La Corte Loca y Tres Patines, I can't mm-hmm. remember the exact mm-hmm. name, but uh, 
but it was an awesome show and that was kind of funny. And then again, you watch Siempre Domingo. It's kind of like Sábado Gigante, yeah, but in yeah. Yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you got a Sergio Corona and a few other comedians right. uh, coming up. And, but uh, they're clean. Yeah, correct. Back in the days, they were very clean. Mm-hmm. And then some people started getting like uh, more colorful. And, mm-hmm. But now they just they couldn't perform on TV right, right. or mm-hmm. on radio because right. that, that was very... Uh, uh, you know, they used to check that very, very, very well. Yeah, it was taboo. You, exactly, yeah. but yeah. Uh, but in the bars they can go banana, so that was that was awesome. Did you ever see? Did you ever see a a a, a live show over there? Yes, uh, I I had the fortune to see a guy, a great guy, a great comedian. Uh, his name is Polo Polo. Um, He's fat, Not right? With dog. a weird hat. Oscar <laughs> with with K. Um, what is it? There's there's a few more that are. Enrique and Clan, I believe. There's, I saw like at least 10 of them in Mexico. Mm-hmm. With bars or... But people like... Okay, so the Hispanic comedians that are huge in, in America are like George Lopez and Enri- uh, Enrique, Enrique Iglesias. Iglesias Fluffy. Fluffy. You never saw those guys? Or uh, Carlos Mencia, you never saw those guys in Mexico? No, you understand. I, I was already in the United States uh, oh, okay. when they started. Uh-huh. Oh, so when when oh, Paul okay. when Paul Rodriguez was big, he, you were already over here. And then again, uh, those guys you mentioned, they're basically they're American. Americans. They're American. Yeah. They speak English. They usually yeah. don't. They don't. They use a little bit of Spanish here and there, but not yeah. much. So, like culturally, like okay, what I think of as I don't know. This is kind of too broad of a question, but like, what are some of the main differences that you see between? what Americans think Mexican culture is versus what actual Mexican culture is. Like, as far as... Okay, so for instance, my family, my family is a very matriarchal society. But I think most of Americans think that that Mexico is a very patriarchal society. But is that, like, just, like, a regional difference? Uh, to me, in my experience, and again, back in the days when I used to be in Mexico, it was very patriarchal, definitely. Mm-hmm. The man, the mm-hmm. macho figure, the whole thing like that, it, it was... It still is very strong in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Damn. Okay. I want to go to Mexico now, man. So that your wife actually listens to you? <laughs> yes. We know who the boss is in your relationship, Paul, and it's definitely not you. So you're, I'm not going to argue that. So, you're, so your family is, is, is very dominant. The, the women are very dominant. Yeah. Right? And so, both sides of my family, too. My mother's and my father's side. The people that are in charge of everything are are women. See, with my with my dad's side, it was it was. But the other thing about that is, is like the women are in charge. The women schedule everything and make sure everything gets done. Yeah. But the women also serve the men. Uh, if that makes sense, like I, you're not I eating like until that. I kind of like that. So it's like you don't really have to do anything. You just sit and wait yeah. until somebody. You've been treated like a plate. king. You, you don't do anything. I mean, you work, but once you're home, it. You don't do anything else. I think I told you, JD, JD, my friend JD said whenever he first. He's was, our Padrino de. Yeah, the Mesa. Padrino de Mesa. JD, he had not. So he Let me said, say that correctly. Padrino de Mesa. So whenever JD first worked on a rig, he said that uh, there was. I mean, number of Mexicanos, number of Mexicans there was very, very tough, very hard work. Mm-hmm. So he brought a sandwich. The first time he brought a sandwich, I was like, oh, you brought a no te levantas, honey, which means you brought a, hey, don't get up, honey. You know, I, I got the sandwich. Oh, okay. So it was an insult. It was to, to bring a sandwich, they're looking at you like, come on, dude. You, 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 your you wife make won't your cook way. for you? Yeah, that's what, dude, I would have so many no te levantas, honey, days, man. That's Every day. Every day, man. So my, 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 my family on both sides is very patriarchal, but with, for me, I my mom is very dominant. Mm-hmm. My ex-wife was dominant. My wife now 
and my daughter. So my whole life. And your daughter and your work wife, uh, a.k.a. me. My whole Very life, dominant. I've been controlled by women. And I'm cool with that, man. I'm, when I say controlled, I mean, I want to do what I want. But it, it's... I as long as they give you permission to do nah, that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on. No te levantas, Rafa. No te levantas, But that's... It's... Because I'm still going to do... I'm still going to do what I want. But it's... It's... They, it's... I guess I don't want to do a lot of this stuff. I don't want to run stuff, really, man. Just my mouth. <laughs> that's true. I believe it's laziness. Yeah, that's sport. what I was going to say. Like, it's yeah, laziness. I don't want to make any decisions. Laziness. I yeah. don't want to be in charge of the money. I don't want to do anything. Else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just want to eat and sleep. And Who doesn't? talk shit. What what you've been doing? Just eat, right? You call it a yeah, funk? Yeah, I don't have a real job right now. You call it a funk? I call that life. I call that living, man. That's what I call it. Day to day. That's a life. Uh, Rafa, I also know that you, you you said you used to rock climb, right? You showed me Correct. a photo of you, and I swore that wasn't you. You're wearing no shirt, <laughs> and you're all muscular and cut, and, you're, and I'm like, who the who is this dude? You had, a, you had like an afro. What is this? Dude. Uh, back in the days, again, between 14 to 18, somewhere around there, mm-hmm. I used to be a rock climber. Okay. And uh, I started in Mexico, and I also went to the United States and climbed a few rocks here and there. It's a, it's a beautiful sport. Obviously, it's very, very risky. Mm-hmm. It's not for everybody. Uh, you need to be very flexible, strong, and, and also it- have a lot of concentration. Right, because you have to focus, like, if I put my hand here, can I then lift myself up? It's a, to me, it's a very religion experience, to tell you the truth, because it's between you, the rock, and God, and that's it. There's nothing else that matters, Dang. you know what I mean? And <laughs> once you make it to the top of the rock, you get this feeling of, of satisfaction, mm-hmm. and also you get to contemplate uh, in, in the whole um, the whole world that surrounds you, nature. And it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful moment when you're basically out there on your own. Yeah. What's the longest you've ever climbed a rock? I don't even think Paul could climb a pebble. I, no, I'm gonna hurt myself. I slipped uh, one night hanging on the rock because uh, you start really early in the morning. Even as it's dark, probably four thirty-five in the morning. Okay. You climb until you get tired, and you still you're like halfway there, so you kind of camp hanging <laughs> right there, and, and, and because you can't see no more, you can't feel no more. Your hand, your hands are you know beat up yeah. and everything. So you got you gotta let it rest. You, your, your muscles start shaking yeah, and it's just, yeah. it's just too dangerous to continue so that you go you just gotta hang in there for a while until the next morning you regain your strength you slept out there? yeah yeah that's that's how that's how big was the climb damn dude you cannot see the top do you take everything up there with you like your tent and everything sleeping bag or do you just take one little mat that you can lay on to sleep back in the days there was not that much equipment when uh-huh. I was that young and uh, so we took we planned to take the least amount of equipment as possible what about because it, like, otherwise food and you. water and stuff like that again very little the there minim- wasn't somebody the up minimal. there that like set anything up for you you were just no no this was kind of experimental uh-huh. for us there was no backup wow. there was no support uh if something went wrong mm-hmm. or bad that was it and we knew that what you're saying about the water my my mother-in-law's uh her her, her workers her hands are all from ojinaga mexico and we went and I drove a tank to La Misa somewhere else, somewhere else, and I'm have I have a gallon of water with me and I'm drinking this gallon and this guy Jaime is right next to me and I said, Did you want some water? He's like, No, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. The whole day, the whole day, and it's hot out there. This mm-hmm. truck has no AC. He had one eight one sixteen ounce bottle of water. And when we got back to the yard after this eight hour day, 
he still had half a bottle. I said, dude, how do you do that? Why do you do that? He says, because I don't want to have to piss every day, every time. That's, that's exactly what was going on. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, because, I mean, if you're midway climbing through the thing and you have to pee, what are you supposed to do? Like, Well, you pee just right in the wrong well, hand. Yeah, but you need, and, I mean, oh, you need all of your hands. You can't, like, sit there and be like, okay, let me move this hand to well, hold my well, you're rock, well, you're a rock climber. You're supposed you to be able. Yourself? No, you're supposed to be able to hang by at least two fingers. What? Are you able to hold your whole way for two with two fingers? For well, least? there's a lot you can do with two fingers. <laughs> two minutes. Oh yeah, believe me, I, I know that. <laughs> I well, <laughs> I got some experience with two fingers. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Dang, that's bad. Okay, I remember watching this movie with Sylvester Stallone. It was the cliffhanger. Yeah. And okay, so he stuck his hand flat into a rock, and then he would like he, so he stabbed it, and then he would twist it to where. His fingers would be in there, and they would twist, and they would overlap on each other to where it would lock in. There was certain stuff. Sometimes I, your knuckles, you use, utilize your knuckles dang, to get dude. them trapped in there. But uh-huh. I, I know exactly that feeling you're talking about. Your muscle twitching. Whenever I take a shit out in those porto potties, I squat, no, bro. I hover. My leg starts to twitch, and I'm thinking every time I do that, I'm gonna think, I know what I felt like. Now I know, <laughs> man, because I've been there. So do you think, like, you see? Do you ever watch that show, American Ninja Warrior? Yes. <laughs> those guys, they're pussies. <laughs> Compared to the stuff that you would do, climbing in an actual rock with no equipment and no, like, real prior training outside of just climbing I, I, I wouldn't, rocks. I wouldn't call somebody who's in better shape than me a pussy to tell you true. I do see the point that you're trying to make. Which, but it's all uh, manufactured. You're, you're not, not... going to die anyway. You're going to land in water and yeah. everybody's going to clap yeah. for you. There's so no you're going to be fine. But when you yeah. know that there's no plan B, that there's nothing that's going to hold you. Yeah. But yeah. also, too, you're not talking about you now. We're talking about you when you yeah, were I'm a kid about you and muscle shirt, doing and mm-hmm. no shirt. Rock climbing. You, could you like have that. done? Could you have done American Ninja Warrior? You think the younger you, the rock climber? Mexican you? Oh, Ninja Warrior. <laughs> I was wild. I would have done anything. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, what about I, now? Nah, that's, I'm too old for that kind of stuff. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> well, what other what other hobbies do you have? I, I mean, I don't. I know you did rock climbing, and, and, and I see you have this whole manuscript here. It's Goodwill Hunting uh, from <laughs> jokes here of, of stories. But what other, I'm going to call this a hobby, you know. What other hobbies do you have besides uh, writing and, um, well, you don't do rock climbing anymore. No. What else do you do, man? What else do you do for, for fun? Yeah, the stack is as fat much... as my Harry Potter Order of the Phoenix book. Dang. Wow. Like, you should take a photo of that <laughs> Just about. Now, nowadays, nowadays with work, family, and, and, this, uh, and comedy, pretty much all my time is occupied. I don't mm-hmm. have much time. Uh, whatever little time I have left, and sometimes I get inspired, then I start writing. But again, as you know, not everything makes it to, to the show. Right. A lot of stuff that is half-cooked, like you said, and it's not a finished product to be able to present. Right now, I'm mm-hmm. working with uh, uh, Gary Dorsey. We're mm-hmm. about to do a show together. Uh, probably next week. Um, yeah, I'm at the open mics. Correct. I'm gonna. We're gonna try it at our bar for the first time. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, I'm gonna be a ventriloquist. I'm gonna use him as a dummy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's gonna be looking like Hootie Doody, and I'm gonna carry him all the way to stage. And you can do the makeup and sit, everything. Exactly. I'm gonna sit, I sit him on my lap. And you're gonna and shove hit your hand up his ass. And definitely. <laughs> pretty much. Yes. Uh, Vaseline and everything. It's yeah. Probably gonna be the most sexual experience that Gary's had in uh, quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna be smiling a lot let me put it that way okay rafa and his two fingers he's gonna work that little guy so that's gonna be fun it's gonna be hysterical yeah. and also i'm working with floyd floyd wants to do something with um uh mr roy never should but the black version oh yeah yeah, his yeah. version and uh 
So that's that's a very interesting concept. We're working on that one also. That's good, man. I didn't I didn't know any of that. And this is gonna, you're gonna do this at Cafe J. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where uh, it's an open mic, and that's where usually we try or uh, every time we have first materials and stuff like that to make sure that uh, we work out all the nicks and stuff. Man, I got a, I got a I got a serious question here. You don't have to answer this, but uh, do you currently have or have you ever been infected with the coronavirus? I had the coronavirus, the Tecate virus, the Dos Equis virus, <laughs> and uh, sometimes the tequila virus just really fucks me up. But I continued to drink it. Fuck it. I was talking to Rafa Living outside. Up on the edge. And Rafa said, he said, uh, I said, Rafa, you don't really drink, do you? He's like, yeah, I do, but I'm, no, I don't. I mean, he says, if I'm going to drink, I'm going to drink to get fucked up. I'm not just going to have a beer in my hand for fu- taking photos. Yeah, I remember the last time I saw you get... And I don't even think I saw you get drunk because by the time you were drunk, I was already way too drunk to remember it. But it was at Steven's <laughs> house, and you brought that little like you brought that little dice. Uh-huh. That yes. little, uh huh. That little. I want to call it a dreidel. It's, yeah, it's a dreidel. It's called yeah. tomatolo. It's a of all nice the drinks game. And, stuff, and I was like, drink oh my everything. god. It, it's, that's exactly what it means. Yeah. It basically has like I don't know. Take six, one drink, eight sides, two drinks. So, so you spin it around and you listen to what it tells you. Either you put one drink or two drinks, or you take everything that is in the middle and it accumulates you know yeah. everybody takes turns spinning around before you know you got like 12 20 that was shots. the last time i had him like yeah. i saw him actually take a few drinks and he i feel like i was still three times as drunk as he was dude i i that night i had dunkin donuts coffee and i think four perrier waters and then i think you brought us water burger eventually oh yeah me that. and kelsey went to the water you yeah. said i want i want this 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 i'm like damn and kelsey, kelsey like said order. and kelsey said here i'll go with you i'll have it i said okay <laughs> i said well selena wants all this shit dude that was a fun night that, that was fun the we house party house shows. that was awesome it was not For and sure. we we used feldman's uh his the brick the fireplace as, yeah. as a stage yeah Correct. dude that was that was good that's fun we should do Good more times, shows. man. We do have some shows coming up uh, for our listeners. Friday, February 21st, we're going to do the first ever West Texas Roast Battle at World of Beer, 9 p.m. in place of our traditional laugh-off. And then the following Saturday, February 22nd, we're having our uh, Funny Guys at Growler Comedy Showcase at 9 p.m. And our headliner that night is going to be Chris Crawford. So you guys definitely come out and see those shows. Uh, come out and see the shows at Cafe J and... Lantern Tavern, mm-hmm. of course, every week are open mics. Uh, Rob has got some exciting stuff planned for you guys. <laughs> shoving his ass, shoving his ass, shoving his hand up Gary's ass. I'm, I'm dying to see that. Don't use Vaseline. It's and make sure to be follow. Fun. Uh, make sure to follow us, uh, Vanilla Beaners, on Instagram and Facebook as well, and Twitter. No, we don't have Instagram. What am I saying, man? I don't know why you would say that. We don't I, have Instagram. D- d- just forget Instagram. Rafa, do you have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook handles you want people to check out? or? Yeah, Rafa you know? Comedy. Uh, Rafa Comedy. Facebook and uh, Instagram. Twitter. You're on Twitter, too? Twitter, yeah. So you you have the same name for all of them? Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff, man. And I guess follow me if you want. Uh, the Big Daddy Paul or not. Yes. And by the no. way, this I mean, is like my third, <laughs> this is my third uh, podcast that I do with Paul. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, this yeah. is my second one with Selena. So Paul is and only the, a little and bit the obsessed with three of us, we did it once in, <laughs> yeah. the, in, uh, in Amarillo. In Amarillo, yeah. Yeah, yeah with Matt Viegas. Matt Viegas. Yeah. Yep. We need to do that. It's, uh, yeah, our, our conversations flow very smooth, man. I, it, it's, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy our conversations, man. I enjoy... I mean, I wish I wish I could have that uh, machismo ness with my wife. It's <laughs> that's just 
And I wish that. Yeah, I think if we're going in order of machismo, it's Rafa, <laughs> me, and then you. Yeah. And just, and just because I'm bigger than Selena, that's the only reason <laughs> yeah. I'm going first. <laughs> <laughs> but again, uh, if man, I was a big man, I would be insufferable. I don't think I've ever seen anybody locally annihilate a room the way Rafa did. So I'm still mad. For I, I've been lucky a few times. Uh, Dude, that's definitely. just. That's just that's just me. That's yeah. and well, and we'll definitely have to do like two or three more episodes with you because you have such a huge, rich history. Because like mostly what we talked about tonight was just like kind of your upbringing in Mexico, and then like your barely beginnings in the United States. But like you've worked for Disney World, Correct. you've done security, yeah. you've done all kinds of stuff that like you have all these crazy stories Correct. about all I, the stuff that I, you've I, been I through. I had a very interesting life. I don't know if I'm one of the oldest comedians and 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 Lubbock. Well, I'm 24, Maybe. so I don't, <laughs> I don't. Shut up, Paul. I'm 27. <laughs> yeah, You're you guys, 40. You guys are still very young. I'm 41. But anyway, I had a long, very uh, interesting life. Thank God, and uh, I've been very, very lucky and very blessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Next time we you're on here, we'll company. ask you about all your Disney World stories. Yeah, and definitely. Working security for definitely. characters and celebrities. It's sure. Yeah, man. Thanks for it. coming out. Thank you for being a friend. You know, no, travel you down the road and, and back again. Your uh, your heart is true. You're a pal and <laughs> and a confidant. Yeah, you know if you. Thank I'm you pretty for sure if you a threw a yeah. yeah. I'm pretty you, sure if you, you threw a party, I'd be the uh, biggest gift would be and probably invited for, everybody right, you knew. Right, right, right. The biggest gift would be for like I don't know. You would see the biggest gift would be for me. <laughs> what would the and card, the card say? would say? Well, I don't know. What would what would it say? It's, you're a pal and a confidant. <laughs> thank you for being well, a friend. Th- there's there's a thing that I, uh, that I need to confess to tell you the truth. I. I um, I try to be very honest. Uh, I've done very successful at that, and um, I really love Selena and everything. And, and <laughs> but um, I don't know. I started like a stupid thing. It's just you know, I started a rumor that, that my girlfriend was pregnant, and uh, and Selena was eating it up like you. That was a rumor. I started oh, a rumor. <laughs> 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 I was believing that. <laughs> I was like, mm, it makes wow. sense. It makes sense. Dude, I was jealous. Now he says it's a rumor. Oh, you were jealous. <laughs> I was I'm like, gonna ask. Was you like, don't. You don't need that kind of trouble, believe me. I was, like, this, <laughs> I was like, jealous. I was like, this dude's still having sex. We had like a whole thirty-minute conversation about that the other night. Viagra, dude. Viagra. Okay. Just making it up. <laughs> so rude. That's it, man. It's good stuff, Rafa. Thanks for coming out, brother. <laughs> Thank you guys for inviting me. This was awesome. Don't lie to me again. I'll cut your balls off. Thank you guys Ow. so Thank much you. for local listening. Comedy. I love you. Hit us with some Spanish, Rafa. Sí, Take us again. out real sexy. Hit us with some Spanish. Muchas gracias por acompañarnos esta noche en el podcast de los frijoleros de Bahía. All right. you can do with two fingers huh? two minutes oh yeah believe me i, I know that <laughs> i well, <laughs> i got some experience with two fingers <laughs> i don't <laughs>